Sirens. Chapter 11. They met Matt after work. They, or rather, Ash's company, had rented a sturdy little truck with a winch on the back. Salty wind chased bright scraps of paper across the empty lot. She hopped out and waved to let him know that it was them while Ash lifted their gear out of the back. Still sure you want to do this? she asked him. Just call me a red wiggler. There was a pause. You know, the Cadillac of worms? Ah, jeez. Be careful. The phone cops will hear. He grinned, looking at the truck. Should I be worried that you left the car? Ah. We figured we could use a winch. She pointed it out as they drew near. And you can ride in the back if we have to get you out of here fast. You're kidding. We don't want our worm getting away, Ash said cheerfully as she approached. Taken away, Marianne said. Just so. Ash winked and shook out the soft nylon rope. Marianne won't have the strength to hold you if you decide to run, and she can't drive while keeping you from leaving. So you got it all worked out? I even practiced with it today, Marianne said. Matt took a breath, bouncing a little to psych himself up, then spread out his arms, watching as Ash threaded the rope around him. It was like some kind of magic trick, and he was suddenly wearing a harness. You've done this before. I've tied up my fair share of men. Move around a bit. See if it's comfortable. He tested it out and nodded. It's good. Where did the singing come from? He took them to the dimmest corner of the lot. There was a fair amount of space between the trees. Clear views. The trees were so skinny, the siren would snap them like spaghetti. Ash could do it easily. This'll do. Try to keep your head, if you can. Ground yourself. I'll try. Marianne strapped on her knife and a pistol harness. It was a heavy, ugly weight in a way her other weapons weren't, but Ash had agreed it was a good idea to get a license and training. She caught Matt watching. So many questions. Ash touched her arm. Keep him on a short leash, Ash murmured. Bring the truck over. I'll go take care of security and find a little blind for myself. Keep your head down. Give me time to get to her, if she's in there. Ash nodded. If she's there. Marianne missed the goodbye kiss. For Matt's sake, she thought. The same way Ash ambled slowly until she reached the trees, so they could follow her progress across the lot. Normally, she'd just disappear. Matt hopped up onto the tailgate. Marianne lifted herself up beside him, straightening out his rope so it would coil out smoothly. So, where'd you meet her? I was working at a gas station, cafe, garage thing. She came in a few times. Then everything last summer sort of happened. What a coincidence. It's sort of what she does. Look for stuff like that. And the thing that opened, the gate thing, all that. She hesitated. Happened near my house. Like superheroes. She snorted. Not even close. She saw him looking at her out of the corner of her eye and had to force herself not to squirm. So, you could have stayed up there with your family, or gone to university, or anywhere, but you came here to do this. Stayed in a dead-end job, tried to pay her own way through school. 
get married to the guy she messed around with in high school. What could she say? There would only be platitudes in return. You can do it. There are worse things. Nothing wrong with it. The whole time, it wouldn't be what she wanted. That future with Bobby and kids still stalked her at odd moments. Maybe she could explain it. But she thought of his family living comfortably on the coast. He'd gone to a top school and gone straight into a great job. So she replied with her own meaningless platitude. Seemed like the thing to do. Sounds pretty heroic to me, that's all. Quest, she said. Anyway, it's cool here. Lots to do. Easy to travel around. You like traveling? Guess I'll try it and see. I mean, everything's still new. There's even a new millennium coming up. Doesn't it feel like things are going to get better? She pulled her jacket closed, feeling a chill, then sat up abruptly. Matt, do you feel that? Yeah, he said, looking off toward the water. She patted his shoulder awkwardly. Good luck. We won't let anything happen to you. The we sounded presumptuous and nice all at once. Team Vampire. She retreated to the cab of the truck. There was a little window in the back of the cab. She slid it open, checking the safety on the handgun, just in case. Matt was a jock and usually held himself like one, graceful and athletic. Still, as soon as his feet hit the ground, he stumbled, barely catching himself. He walked forward like a shambling old man, hunched and stiff. Her fingers tightened on the windowsill, watching the rope pay out. The urge to grab it and pull him back was almost overwhelming. I don't want to make Bobo an orphan. She bit back a hysterical laugh. Matt had family and friends, people who cared about him, and she and Ash were just letting him put himself at risk. Sure, he said he wanted to help, but how could he know? Hypocrite. But it had been different with her hadn't it? She stared at Matt's hunched shoulders. Don't die, dummy. One of the skinny trees bent. There was a crack that bounced and rattled across the parking lot. The ragged fringe of trees shook against the sky. Another tree bent, closer this time. The bright circle of security light began to sparkle with frost. Just beyond was a deep, fathomless black. Matt hit the end of the rope and pulled, hard enough to make the truck rock. She heard him shouting and swearing, pulling clumsily at the rope to get closer to the siren. The patch of frost crept silently toward them. She couldn't hear anything from it, but Matt's struggles became more frantic. She hit the power on the winch, breathing a sigh of relief when the rope tightened and he kept his feet. Dragging hadn't been good for the sandbags she'd practiced with. It emerged from the trees. The floodlights picked out a few details on the leathery body. It didn't look anything like the lights that she'd played with. It only looked like the thing that tried to freeze them up in hope. A bog thing. Matt's legs hit the tailgate and she stopped the winch. The siren halted its advance. Astrid. It didn't react to Ash's voice at first. Matt lunged, making the truck rock again. Astrid. Ash appeared like a ghost under the blue-white light. She walked closer, slow, boots sounding soft, 
When she spoke, it was in that other language, halting and rusty as before. The leathery face turned. It blew out, snorting like a horse or a cow. Matt's struggles slowed. She saw him shake his head, clearing the siren's spell. He choked off a cry when he saw the thing, pulling himself back onto the truck bed. That was good. One less thing to be worried about. At the moment, anyway. The leathery thing cocked its head, turning to ash. Its skin drooped around whatever frame it had. Mud, Ash said, like mud. Scraps of hair clung to its head, sparse and stiff, stuck out in clumps. Ash moved forward, bit by bit, until she stood at the edge of the frost. Her voice drifted through a whole conversation, just by herself. Marianne heard questions in it, and the sound of reminiscence, light like a summer day. Hey, remember that? Remember me? Remember these good things? The siren floated forward, just a little, but quick. Marianne reached for the door handle, but the thing stopped. The frost encircled ash. Who wouldn't feel it anyway? And she stood her ground, hands held open at her sides. Her voice was soothing. Something glowed. After a minute or two, it was bright enough that Marianne could see a faint yellow line in the black flesh of the siren. Ash noticed, too, and whatever she was saying, Marianne could sort of guess the sentiment, at least. You do remember. You're still there. I can help. The siren swayed, light growing brighter, then dim, pulsing slowly. Ash sang a bit of a song. Matt seemed to recognize it. The light flared up again. Something's wrong. The siren's head snaked around to regard Matt with its sunken eyes. Ash said something, quick but soothing, trying to get its attention again. She should trust Ash. Frost crept out. Matt's breath came in quick blue puffs. He eased back further onto the bed of the pickup, trying to be quiet. When he hit the winch, it knocked his hand out from under him. The truck thumped. The siren's head swiveled around. Its mouth opened. Drive. Drive. She climbed into the driver's seat. In the mirror, she saw Matt starting to turn back to the siren with that same strange lethargy, listening to it sing again. Wait. How can I hear it? She craned her head around. Ash had stepped between the siren and the truck. It was her voice singing that old song. The siren stopped, started, and stopped again. Ash coaxed it. There was another flash of yellow. Sing with her, you stupid thing. Matt crept back to the window. Can you tell anything about it? Bits and pieces. She's confused, I think. Marianne waited, watching as it jerked back and forth. Ash's voice was bright with relief, seeing her reaction. Mare? What? What is it? She's getting mad. The temperature dropped, flakes of ice spreading on the glass. The air stabbed her lungs like knives. Fuck this. She slipped out of the cab, drawing the gun. She braced her arms on the truck, gripping it in the way the trainer told her. Safety off. Aim. The sirens screamed. The air became brittle. Ash crooned to it. She was so calm, so sure. 
Marianne hesitated. The siren reached out. Ash touched its face. Marianne wanted to shout at her to get away. In her mind, she heard Alice Thompson's final, fading scream. Fear clogged her throat, imagining Ash's voice. Ash held out her arms. The siren moved closer. So it's working, dumbass. Ash knows what... The siren lifted one hand behind Ash's back, ragged fingers curling into claws. Marianne squeezed the trigger. Her first shot was nowhere, but the siren swept back, looking toward her. Torso. Big target. It staggered back twice, wailing. Icy wind drove into Marianne's eyes, forcing her to look away. Safety on, like she'd been taught. Double-checked, make sure. Marianne, stop! Ash turned. What have you done? Marianne looked at the gun. It's her. She could hear me. It, it, Marianne stammered. You. The leathery face cracked, light spilling out. Marianne stared, remembering that sound. It was a voice now, but it had been carefree laughter before. Bells. Beautiful music. You cast us out. Marianne stepped back. I'm sorry. Her lips felt numb, and the words came out as a mumble. In a minute, she was back there, listening, feeling everything great and good and perfect. They'd been so kind, those lights. Why are you here? Why are you hurting people? Mare. Soft, sweet, warm yellow light. There was no darkness, no fear. Only peace. The gun slipped from her hand. She heard it rattle on the asphalt. Warm. So warm and sweet. A black hole opened in the middle of the light. Her skin went cold, waiting to be swallowed. Go. Go away. There was a popping sound that made her ears ring. The place where the light, the siren, had been was empty. A jagged line in the air fused together leaving a shower of frost. What happened? Matt asked. Where is it? Why did you shoot her? Ash's voice was hurt, bewildered. It was going to hurt you. It was working. She was listening to me. Matt said it was getting mad, and you would trust him over me. It was going to hit you. We both saw it. If Mare hadn't done whatever she did, it would have killed you. Stay out of this. Marianne looked down, stomach churning with a million feelings and none of them good. She tried to think of what to say to make it right. It was starting to go after Marianne, Matt argued. Because she was scared. I'm sorry. I thought it was going to hurt you. She leaned against one of the skinny pines. I didn't want you to be hurt. Guys? They looked up. A scream started up, growing closer. Thick veins of ice shot over the parking lot toward them, buckling the pavement. The blackish leather form stalked out beneath the lights. Ash squared up. Marianne saw the faint glow that had lingered long after Ewan was gone. No, 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 no. She didn't want Ash to fight it. She'd get hurt. She'd trust it. It would hurt her to kill it, too. Ash would be mad at her. It would be her fault. No. Ash was calling to it in its language, 
The asphalt heaved and snapped open in crevices like the branches of a river. It was only black now, like a spider crouching in a white web, no yellow light remaining. Ash was strong, but she didn't want to hurt it, what she thought was inside it, what was inside it, but not what Ash remembered. Farther. It needed to go farther. Her frantic mind grasped at the farthest place she could think of. I want you to go. The sky tore open. In it, she glimpsed wild mountains and warm orange windows. It was the resort that she and Ash had stayed at and hunted near, far away. People would be there. Wait! The siren screamed, vanishing into the tear, dragging leaves and sticks with it. The tear snapped shut. The three of them stared at the space where it had been, and another shower of frost shivered to the ground. Someone say something. Marianne looked down. She was sitting on the ground. Didn't remember that. She could feel the cold water soaking through the ass of her jeans. The fuck happened? Matt asked. Ash turned. The glow of her flickered. Marianne felt sick. Tired. Braced for the scathing words to come. My girl, are you okay? Marianne blinked, batting clumsily at something brushing against her hair. Just tired. Can you stand? What? Where's your car, boy? I rode my bike today. We'll take you home. Cut yourself loose and get your bike. Is that really a priority? It's evidence you are here. How will you explain that when they come? She waved at the torn parking lot. The security cameras, too, Marianne thought. She didn't quite have the energy to play peacemaker. She'd get up in a minute. Apologize to Ash. Try to make things right. A leaf dropped down onto her pant leg. She picked it up by its stem, admiring its perfect heart shape. Come, my girl. Come away. It must have come a long way. She hadn't noticed trees like this around, just pines. Marianne. There was a strange note in Ash's voice. Marianne looked up, through a dance of cottonwood fluff. She scrambled away from the tree, tripping and falling and crawling backwards, brushing away at the fluff and the leaves. A black cottonwood tree stood amidst the scrawny pines, a spin of debris, the stuff of life and death for a tree moving according to currents of air that weren't the same as the gusts that came off the sea. He's dead. Asha's arms wrapped around her, lifting her to her feet. I didn't mean it. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Shh. My girl, come away with me. She stumbled after Ash, looking over her shoulder. The leaves of the tree rustled. They moved, she could see. She couldn't hear them, and the fluff spun slowly without concern for the sea wind. Hurry up, boy. You can knock it off any time, Matt lifted his bike into the back of the truck. That boy shit. Marianne spotted her gun half hidden under the truck and bent down to retrieve it, automatically going through the steps of securing it. Sort that rope out. Make sure it doesn't slide out as we drive. Yes, ma'am. Whatever you say, ma'am. Marianne looked from one to the other the night's failures curdling into anger. She slid into the driver's seat and started up the truck, revving the engine. Uh, Mare? What are you doing? Hang on! The two of you can stay and bitch at each other if you want. 
I'm going home.